Check, check. All right. Welcome, welcome to Vino with Pino, the podcast where we talk about wine and sharing your life with a puppy and dogs. Puppy's just a term. Whatever. We have our very first guest this week. One of my best friends, Alisa. Hi, everybody. We're going to figure this out as we go, but Alyssa has two dogs. She's had many dogs in her life, but she currently has two. So we figured we'd share a glass of wine, and we just came from a wine tasting. So this is one of the wines we tasted. We went to Cooper's Hawk. Um, I talked about them on the last episode when we had a reverse demeanor from them. This is a Blanc de Blanc sparkling wine, and it was on my tasting sheet, and I really liked it. So we bought a bottle, and now we're here. Cheers. Cheers. See, I like this because it's not as sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes with the sparkling wines, they can be a little too sweet. Definitely. You might have to stand a little closer to the mic. We're figuring this out. But yes. Wine. We drink a lot of wine. Mm-hmm. I went to college in the Finger Lakes. Well, you know, when you're there, you might as well. <laughs> We're not great at this. But who cares? What's your favorite wine? My favorite wine? I love all Italian reds. Mm-hmm. I do. Why did I not know that? <laughs> no, those are my favorite ones. <laughs> for real. Super Tuscan? Oh, for sure. Any Chianti? Usually good. Mm. All right, well, Dad, we might drink your Chianti. <laughs> also, yes, thank you to my parents for leaving me their wine fridge. It's been fun. Well, mostly I've been drinking the First Leaf wines. And then Eric and Ryan got, like, a case at Cooper's Hawk. And I've bought my own wine. But, yes, sometimes it is nice to dip into my parents' collection. Yeah, you might find some some really nice things there. It's fun. I like drinking different things. Just like Pinot likes different chews. Yes, the Pinot Pup is getting a dental chew. She does have very nice teeth. They came from your dogs. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, my dogs definitely get at least one, two, or three of those a day. <laughs> yes, Pino only gets one. Yeah, well, my dogs are also 80 pounds. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Pino's 36 pounds, for comparison. <laughs> well, I guess we'll talk about dogs. Mm-hmm. What's your least favorite thing about having dogs? Least favorite thing? Um... Probably when they pretend that they don't know how to use a dog door and they wake me up at 3 a.m. in the middle of the winter to take them outside. (laughs) That is a thing Charlie does. Yeah, she does. Did Holly do that? Or Maddie? Mm -hmm. No, my mom actually has a theory about it. Um, She believes that one time Charlie ran in through the dog door very excited about something and hit her head on the dryer. And so now she's afraid. Of all of them, though. Of all of them. Well... You know, you have one association and can't really get over it. Like Pino and the hardwood floors? Oh, yeah. 
Yes. So Pino, she was six months old, I think. All of a sudden stopped walking on any hardwood floor. My house is half hardwood floor. So we had to bring Charlie and Luna over to like have a puppy play date and run all around and prove to her that the hardwood floor wasn't scary. Mm-hmm. We think we she tripped. Yeah. And all my dogs did was run around the carpeted area and explore the house. They went on the hardwood. Yeah. Your mom came your mom brought Luna over like four times. <laughs> Your mom was amazing. Yeah. She just kept bringing Luna over well, Luna, every day. Luna and Pino do have a very cute and special relationship. They, they love each other. Yes, Luna and Pino. Luna was Pino's first best friend. Mm-hmm. She still perks up whenever you say Luna. She's like, it's like where? Where's my buddy? Where? <laughs> no. That was always cute. Yeah, no, I mean, that was crucial to, I think, like, Pino... You having dogs, mm-hmm. I think, was very crucial for Pino not falling into that, like, COVID puppy syndrome of, like, having no socialization and, like, mm-hmm. unfortunately, a lot of people are starting to return dogs that they oh, got no. during the pandemic or abandoning dogs they bought from breeders mm-hmm. at the pandemic because they have behavioral issues. Yeah. Because nobody bothered to train them. Yeah, and socialization is really key. Yeah, and just, like, the fact that so many people didn't think past the pandemic with their dogs and train them, like, how it was okay to be alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be hard for everyone moving forward, but, you know, I feel like since, every, since a lot of people are going through that, there's going to be a lot of resources probably coming out to kind of help cope. Yeah. I hope. I hope so. It just, yeah, no. I, what I've learned, I guess I've learned, and I guess this would be a little different because Pino will never be a suburb, like, well, not never, but, like, isn't a suburb dog mm-hmm. because I'm too young for her to be a suburb dog. Like, I want her to be able to go to the brewery with me or mm-hmm. a winery, and she's small enough that she can go pretty much anywhere I want her to go. So, like, I need her to be even more socialized than, like, mm-hmm. Luna or Charlie would be. Right, right. Yeah. Me- sure. Will need to be. Yeah. Because, like, your mom's not taking them to lunch on Greenwich Avenue. Who knows? Maybe we will. She should! <laughs> Has Pino ever been on, like, a bus or a subway? She went on a train. Ooh. On a plane. Wow. Plane? A plane would be a lot. I thought she was going to die. Mm. That was the worst four and a half hours of my life. <laughs> But, but you both made it through. I held her for four and a half hours. She was on doggy tranquilizers, and her heart was beating so fast. Mm. Well, it's scary, especially when you're just a little puppy. You don't know what's happening. It's terrifying. Yeah. Like, I'm sad that they changed the flying rules for dogs, but also I would never put her through that again. Yeah, it would... We've never tried to fly with our dogs because they're they're too big to even fly above board. So, for oh for context, Alyssa has two golden retrievers. One's seventy pounds and one's eighty pounds. They're just big dogs. Pino's thirty six pounds, but they're lovely. They're amazing. They're such cuddle bugs. They are. They're so sweet. That's always been a thing for me. Is like when I interact with other dogs, I have this expectation that they're going to be just like a golden retriever. 
Like, you know, you can do anything that to them, you can, you know, touch their paws, do whatever, and they won't care. Um, and that's been something I've had to learn not to do. <laughs> some dogs are a little bit more protective. They are not used to being touched in that way. And so, you know, you might get a little growl or a snap, but you just have to recognize that not all dogs are touchy-feely. <laughs> I think Pino was a learning experience mm -hmm. for everyone. Pino was definitely a learning experience. Yes, Pino's very vocal, and she um, is not a fan of her butt being touched. Mm -hmm. Or she's gotten a lot better. Uh, she's grown up. Definitely, even even just being here now, like it is, it is very different yeah. from a year ago. And the training helped a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> training always helps. I don't think we did training for our dogs um, after the very first dog we ever had. So every dog after that has just been kind of trained in our own home without a, any professional and it it does show. <laughs> but they're still they're still I mean you can't really go that wrong with a golden, so they're still great. But also you're not asking your dog to be in an urban environment where they have to interact with a lot of people or a lot of dogs every no. day. Like no. Pino sees probably twenty people and ten dogs a day. Mm -hmm. So she needs to behave differently than yeah. dogs that live in a house with a backyard that mm -hmm. interact. It's a very different... I don't think I... When I got Pino, I knew her life was going to be different than Prince, my past dog, or Cooper, Liz's dog, or mm -hmm. any of your dogs. Mm -hmm. But it didn't really hit me, I think, until we really came here and we didn't live in a suburb. Right. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, when she gets really excited about seeing a dog, but you see one dog a day, fine. When you see 10 to 15, you're like, oh, no, okay, we have to, like, we have to temper that excitement <laughs> kind of a thing. Um, and you'd think they'd get used to it. They're like, okay, one dog, two dog, three dog, you know, they're fine. But every time, they're that much excited about it. <laughs> So excited, and it's like now that it's summer here in Arizona, like most people have left, so mm -hmm. the amount of dogs we see is like significantly decreased. But when it's the winter here, you see like every time I take her, even to go to the bathroom, we see like five dogs. Mm -hmm. I feel like I don't know if it's just been this year or the past couple years, but I just see so many more people out with dogs than I ever used to. Oh my god, everyone on like dating apps and everything have dogs. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know date someone else that has a dog i don't know it could be good you find a buddy for pino too yeah but as you get more serious with someone you have to spend more time you have to spend some time in one living situation mm. so then one of the dogs has to get upended hmm. i mean it could work if you have two dogs that both chill with each other both mesh that could be a sign too <laughs> Yeah, all the, all the random things. But no, I love doggos. Me too. They're they've been a part of my life for so long. I can't imagine having them out there. Yours were, I think, the first dogs, like Maddie. Mm -hmm. I still remember when Maddie bit my ear. <laughs> it was like definitely looking back on it like a play bite of mm -hmm. like whatever. But to me, I had never like yeah 
hung out with a dog. And I was like, oh, my God, she bit my ear. And your mom was like, oh, my God, because she thought it was, like, actually yeah, like a bite, bite, bite. Yeah. And then I was like, she, she nibbled on it. Yeah. And she was like, honey, dogs do that. Yeah, she was a puppy. But I'll never forget, because, like, to me, I was like, what? And then I was like, oh. And then Maddie was, like, kissing my face afterwards, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I like I like dogs. Yeah, they're very, I mean, that's the whole reason my parents originally got a dog when I was about five or so, is because I was terrified of dogs. I didn't know that. I was so scared of dogs. I would, I used to actually, um, if, you know, we were in a park or something and a dog came up to me, I would literally climb up my parents' And, like, sit on their shoulders to get away from the dog. And so they got a dog, and uh, now I love them. So That's so funny because Lila was terrified of dogs. Mm -hmm. My cousin, who's living with me currently, when we were little, she was terrified. Um, Like, climb on a chair, even when Prince, who Mm -hmm. was, like... He was was a small boy. (laughs) He was 17 pounds total, but, Mm -hmm. like... When he was, when we got him, I think he was five pounds. Yeah, ba- basically the size of his head when he was older. <laughs> yeah. And she was terrified of him, but slowly, like, became more and more okay with him. And then they got a dog, Uno. They adopted Uno when he was, like, three to five. He, they weren't completely sure mm-hmm. on how old he was, but he was a big dog. I guess that Uno was at least 60 pounds. Yeah, well, it... Like, once you get used to it, it really does cure that kind of fear. So, that was a good experience for me, at least. <laughs> what is your favorite part about having dogs? Hmm. My favorite part is probably the routines you get into. Like, you know, at least just coming home and when they come to see you at the door. My dog Luna, she does this little happy little crying sound like crying in a happy way and that always that just brightens my day to like have someone there who's always just so and she brings you a toy she does bring a toy too which is really good for her (laughs) um but just just having that person there who's not person dog (laughs) who's so unabashedly happy to see you is you know it just you can't help it it brightens your day yeah, I would agree. The unconditional love. Mm-hmm. But also, I guess going back on that routine thing, like, I need that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, having your, making yourself have a routine for your dog makes you have one for yourself, too. Yeah. You I look mean, after each other. You do. And I think that's what bothers me so much. Like, now working at a shelter, we see all these people come in that are like, I want a dog to, like, I have anxiety. Like, I want a dog to be my support dog. And, like, it, I have an emotional support dog. I have a lot of empathy and, like, respect for people who want that. But I, I see that twisted a lot now. Mm -hmm. That they think just, like, the act of having this dog is going to make everything better. Oh, you finished your chew. And I didn't get Pino, like, being like, I have mental health issues. I'm going to get a dog to solve them. 
I like went through a lot of therapy and decided that something that was valuable in my life was having a dog and then I got this dog that gave me all this structure and routine and doesn't allow me to kind of like fall into the bad patterns that I fall into and like that's why she's an ESA and I just wish more people would put more thought into it. And then you have the people that are like, oh, I'm just, I'm going to get my dog registered in the ASA so I don't have to pay the fees for my apartment. Mm-hmm. So I think it's interesting, like, now that I'm in a position where I meet a lot of people that, like, want to be dog owners and see it. And I'm like, there's so much more nuance to it than I think anybody expects. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're a first-time dog owner, the amount of responsibility, I mean, you can't even imagine until you're really in it. it. Yeah. And you have to think also ahead of time, like, this isn't just something you're going to do for the next year. It's something that could be, you know, a 12-year commitment. And you have to even think about... Even longer. Even longer. Prince love to be 15. Yeah. <laughs> so even longer. And you just have to think of, you know, you know, not everyone knows where they're going to be in 10 years, but you just have to set in certain expectations for yourself and make sure that you are prepared to take care of this animal because it deserves attention. It deserves respect. Yeah. I'll never forget when I, like, met with the trainer that Pino went to her board and train with the first time, and I was kind of, I was explaining, like, some of her issues, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. and none of them are that bad, or mm-hmm. were that bad, and that was her point. It's like, this is all you could adjust your life to make all of this work. But what happens when you have kids? Mm-hmm. And she kind of looks at me and she goes, I know you're 25 and you don't want to think about children, but she's not even a year old yet. Mm-hmm. You will have this dog when you have a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is that is something that I feel like when you're going to a shelter and you're like, you know, I'm going to do a great thing and help this dog out. I feel like most people are not thinking about that. But... Yeah, that was, like, a big, like, I knew already when she, when I took her to, like, um, a friend's for the Super Bowl and she kind of growled at someone over the ice cream, that was Mm -hmm. kind of my, like, because I went in there and was like, if she falls asleep, you have to wake her up before you move, like, she was scared of the kitchen, so she wasn't going to go near the dishwasher, and I was like, in my head, I was like, oh my god, there, like, a laundry list of, like, warnings I have to give people, and then she kind of, like, got defensive over someone's ice cream, and that was kind of my breaking point, mm-hmm. and then this trainer came, and I had the first meeting with her, and she was like, yeah, it sounds like everything is kind of manageable, but what happens when you have kids? And mm-hmm. that, I think, was, like, my light bulb moment of, like, crap. Yeah, it's, it's something that you're gonna have to... You can't just let keep happening. Yeah. And to be fair, though, I've been in some pretty deep arguments about people's ice cream. So I think that's <laughs> fair to Pina. But she's so much better since... I think she just needed confidence. Mm-hmm. Doggy confidence? Doggy confidence. And she has so much more of it now. And attention span. <laughs> Well, she we sat in place, that. like, that whole time the guy was fixing the AC today. True. That was very good. I was very impressed by that. I think she's, she needed to learn a little bit of patience and confidence. And she's come a long way. She really has. And she's such a good doggo, but she's going to be my best friend forever. Mm-hmm. No, I can really see just the way you two interact. I mean... 
there's a there's a true bond there. She's my baby. My favorite baby. And she's so cute sleeping with her avocado scarf. <laughs> she does have a very cute avocado bandana on today and it it's adorable. Okay, last question. Mm-hmm. Biggest impact having a dog has had. Biggest impact? Um, when you think about... So, for context, Alyssa and I both moved home during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, we've lived... We went to college. We lived away from our family dogs. We lived in the... Both lived in Manhattan. <laughs> post-college. Away from dogs. And then both moved back to family houses. She had dogs at her house. I adopted one. So what's the biggest difference you think living with dogs versus without? Hmm. Or impact they've had overall, but kind of looking at, like, your life when you had the dogs and when you didn't. Or, like, when you shared your life with a dog and when you didn't. Right. Besides sleeping in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the sleeping in is gone. That's, that's non-existent anymore. Yeah, but I think... I mean, really, just my quality of life has gone up so much being back home, and I, whenever I talk about having moved back in, I mean, that's always the first thing I bring up. It's like, it's great to be around my dogs again. (laughs) And just, um, I mean, they make me want to be more active. Like, I take them for walks all the time. They're just, it kind of also puts things in perspective for me, because, you know, whatever is going on in my life, you know, they kind of have the same day-to-day all the time, and they have the same needs all the time. So, you know, I can kind of put anything that's stressing me out on the table, and, you know, just hang out with them for a while, and it's, it just makes everything seem more simple, more doable, just less scary to deal with. I agree with that. Everything seems a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm. Plus, my dogs are goofy as hell. They are. And I think there's something to be said of starting, like, the way you start your day sets your day. Mm -hmm. And, like, Luna sleeps with you. Yeah, she does. (laughs) And Pino sleeps with me. And even if Pino wakes up 30 minutes before me and curls into me and then whines for 30 minutes because she wants to wake up, she's still there. Nestled into me or, like, been so ecstatic when she sees me and so ecstatic when I open my eyes and I think it just sets a different tone it's just it's nice to be loved (laughs) (laughs) we're both just staring at the sleeping puppy yeah she's she's passed out she had her chewy and she's done for the day I can relate Pino she did have a big bit. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll close. Mm-hmm. We're going to go keep drinking our Blanc de Blanc. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's good. Probably go to the pool. Get some sun. I know. It's only 106. Ugh. It's cold here in Arizona. Freezing. <laughs> you know, I never thought I would say that 106 was... 
I never thought I would say I was looking forward to 106 degree weather, but I am. I still won't say that. (laughs) (laughs) This is why Sabrina does not drink sparkling wine. (laughs) (coughs) Bubble in the back of my throat. Thank you for being my first guest. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Only fading. You know. Well, you have been one of my best friends since kindergarten. That's true. <laughs> and we were roommates. And we were roommates in college. <laughs> in college. And then I lived with your mom. Oh, you did? I lived with your parents during the mm-hmm. beginning of the pandemic. Which I think, if I look back at how I ended up with Pino, like, yes, I wanted a dog when I left my job at the end of 2019 because I was, like, going to have the time to Mm -hmm. train. But I think living with, like, coming back from that super uncertain time, like, crazy point in my life, I had nothing going on. I was unemployed. I wasn't going to get a job. Like, it was the very beginning of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And then my only job was to help your mom who couldn't drive and couldn't walk the dogs. She had foot surgery. Mm Mm-hmm. But my only job was to take care of the dogs. It's it is to be fair, it's a big job. <laughs> but I think that kind of solidified. I was like, I had this feeling for a few months, and then there was like this crazy uncertainty. Or I well, I had this feeling for a few months if I wanted a dog. Then I almost got my dream job that like wouldn't have let me have a dog because I would have been working like thirteen hours a day. Mm. And then the world kind of imploded. And suddenly, all I had to do was help take care of these two dogs, and it really, like, reset, I think, the priorities in my life. And then when I went back to my house, and we had no dog, and I had no routine, and I had no purpose, Mm -hmm. the drive just became so much more of, like, no, like, I need that. You need that. (laughs) I got, like, a little glimpse of it. Mm -hmm. I had a desire. I got a glimpse. Went away, and I was like... No, I, I need that back. Mm-hmm. You had a taste and you needed more. And then I ended up with the peanut. Mm-hmm. My little peanut pup. Peanut popper. So many nicknames. <laughs> All the things. All right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Especially for this Blanc de Blanc. It was good. It's very tasty. And I felt bad. I don't care. But yes, cheers. Cheers. To us for still being friends after this amount of time. 20 years? (laughs) 20 years. Scary. (laughs) And to everyone listening who just listened to our rambling conversation. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Cheers. Have a good day, everyone. Say goodbye, Pino. 